Hi, welcome back. I'm Adam, and I'm with my co-host today, Mark Becker. Hey, Adam, how's it going? All right, doing well, doing well. So right now, I just wanted to welcome you to a newest episode of Harlem Stories. All right. All right. So, you know, first thing I want to discuss, you know, before we get into, you know, a little bit more specifics is that, you know, going forward, uh, our new episodes and, you know, we're going to hear, you'll probably hear this repeatedly in, in the next few episodes, you know, we're moving into a bi-weekly format and, you know, that's just so that we can give you quality material. Want to make sure to give you some really great stories, but obviously that all takes time. You know, this is all on top of our roles as real estate agents. So yeah, every minute of every day gets occupied. It's just like food manufacturing. You can have quality or quantity, but you can't have both. <laughs> right, right. And we try and give you at least a little bit on the on the uh, quantity side. Mm. But yeah, I'd prefer to give more of the quality. So it's we're, we're recording this. It's end of August, but you know, probably won't be releasing this until late November, beginning December. Um, but, you know, you know, appropriate because we're going to be talking about Christmas time. And, you know, that's, you know, obviously we're you know, still sweating here from the hot weather, but, you know, but, you know, th those cooler days are, you know, coming and coming soon. You know, I think I heard a, an interview with Celine Dion once where she talked about how she recorded Christmas music in the sweltering summer heat. So uh, hopefully we'll have as much success as she did. I would love to have that kind of success. Yeah, absolutely. Great role model. Uh, so today what we're going to talk about is how Upper Manhattan influenced the modern image of Santa Claus. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, I think there's, um, a, a, you know, the average person might not necessarily know how Santa Claus came about. Or I, I know I've spoken to some people over the years and, you know, they were in the impression that, Coca-Cola, through their campaigns, actually image, uh, influenced the, the modern-day image of Santa Claus. And to some degree, that's not actually incorrect. It's just that the modern image of Santa Claus even goes back further. And, you know, we can thank our connections in Harlem and Hamilton Heights to that. Wow. So, you know... Uh, you know, this is a, you know, long involved story in, in terms of, you know, going the, back to that. And, you know, we always have like so many different, you know, aspects over here. You know, I live in Hamilton Heights. It was named after founding father Alexander Hamilton. You know, his name, uh, his home uh, actually remains in the neighborhood. Mm. It's been moved a couple of times, most recently as, as 2008, moved around the corner. Um you know, I, I sell homes in the neighborhood, uh, Harlem, Hamilton Heights, and other neighborhoods in northern Manhattan. How do they do that? They, they physically forklift a home and, and move it? Yeah, there's actually this great video out there, you know, that you can find from 2008. What they did is, because there's a, there was it was kind of jammed in there between an apartment building and, you know, and a church that wasn't exactly, uh, like, squared off or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, plus, there was a statue of Alexander Hamilton. They kind of had to lift it ab uh, above the church rotunda area. Um, it, it was, like, 20 feet up in the air. Uh, had to have, like, airbags and the rollers, and, and it was a slow process. Um, and then they literally rolled it down the block, around the corner. <laughs> the, and down the, the, block. Ins the insurance salesman on that deal must have made a fortune. 
Yeah, well, I think they were only going something like six miles an hour or something like that. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't it's exactly a lot of pressure. Um, so you know, going back to you know this, uh, you know, there's so much history that uh, that is rich on on these neighborhoods. Uh, you know, uh, today we're we're talking about you know the connections to Santa Claus, and you know, one of the things that people might not recognize is a gentleman named by the name of Clement Clark Moore. Now, those that know Chelsea might be familiar with that. In fact, one of I know one of uh, the Algren agents that we had on staff over here. He was in a, a building, the Clement uh, Moore uh, in Chelsea. That's because the Moore family actually uh, owned the vast majority of the property that was based in Chelsea. Now, is this the same Moore family? I just incidentally heard about a Moore family upstate in, um, I want to say somewhere around Tuxedo. They were originally from Ireland. Is that right? Or is this that a different family? I, I do not know. So, you know, this is a perfect time to kind of give that disclosure. We are, you know, at Harlem Stories, we're big fans of history, but we're not necessarily historians. So it's okay to, to say, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but I, I think, you know, most importantly is, you know, that, you know, just acknowledging his role over here. Currently, Clement Clark Moore is interred permanently in the Trinity Cemetery in Hamilton Heights. Mm -hmm. This is the same as Trinity Cemetery and Extension. Uh, that you find on Wall Street, you know, down by Wall Street, across the street from around 150th and Broadway, 151 maybe. Um, just slightly fur further north, uh, actually 153 between 153 and 155. And there's a lot of history, you know, behind that particular cemetery. Sure. Uh, now, Clement Clark Moore is, you know, one of those people that is not a household name, but I bet you probably know who he is, aside from the Chelsea connection. Mm. You want to know why I bet that? Um, you know what? You got me on this one. You got, I got you. Good, good, good. Um, so you probably know the poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. Oh, wow. So not everyone knows it by its proper title, but as soon as I start reciting the beginning of the poem, everyone seems to know that it, then, "'Twas the night before Christmas, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." That's that was the poem that was created, you know, as a result of, you know, Clement Clark Moore. And, you know, he, you know, now has, you know, as a result of this, uh, he actually now has a reading at the Church of the Intersession, which is at 155th and Broadway. Um, a lot of actually filming done at, at, the, at this church. There's also a crypt underneath uh, where they, they actually host some parties, including Saturday Night Live. I know there's been some, you know, concert uh, after parties there as well, some mm -hmm. kind of cool place. But what the, the Church of the Intercession winds up doing is uh, the, the week of, of prior to Christmas over there and, and, and Christmas Eve, they actually do a formal reading of the poem, Twas, you know, a, 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 you know, a visit from St. Nicholas. Mm. Um, so now we go back to a little bit more in terms of the, the original, you know, idea of, of St. Nicholas and, and, you know, how that came about into Santa Claus. Um, so originally it was believed to, you know, going back in, in time, uh, that St. Nicholas was believed to have performed multiple miracles. And he was also known for his generous practice of gift giving, uh, giving rise to the traditional concept of Santa Claus and 
Center Claus. So it was the patron saint of children. So that's kind of how like some of this ultimately evolved. And not too long ago, a few months ago, it was announced by archaeologists of the discovery of the burial place of St. Nicholas. Um, and, you know, that was over in within the St. Nicholas Church. Um, you know, it's over the site where St. Nicholas had actually served as bishop in the, and I might be mispronouncing this, the Antalya province of Turkey. Um, his, his remains were removed and, and, and ultimately removed more than once. Well, I think you pronounced Turkey just fine. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So we're, we're going to go, uh, you know, fast forward back in time, you know, to a little bit more modern, you know, period over here. So, you know, that, that poem obviously discusses, you know, uh, uh, you know, the beginnings of what we know as the modern Santa Claus. Um, there was, uh, back in the 1860s, there was uh, a gentleman known by the name of Thomas Nast. And some people might know him by his characters and editorial cartoons from the 1860s. Um, he became a staff illustrator for Harper's Weekly in 1862. And his cartoons, and you know anybody that knows, knows old New York history, uh, his cartoons actually played a significant role in bringing down the corrupt administration of Boss Tweed, a Tammany Hall leader. So, you know, that, that's one of the interesting connections to him. And his drawings are, are iconic in American history as he redefined the look of Santa Claus. Previously, Santa Claus was a thin man wearing green robes. And, you know, and, and it was later suggested in his works that Santa Claus lived at the North Pole and his toy workshop, workshop was located there. Um, you know, and Thomas Ness was also known, you know, because... Uh, he had other major, you know, uh, cartoon uh, contributions, uh, such as, you know, illustrating for the Republican Party elephant, the mm -hmm. Democratic uh, Party donkey, and giving Uncle Sam his now famous beard and, and, and so many more cartoons, mm -hmm. you know, before that. Nast ultimately wound up creating this look from Clement Clark Moore, Moore's poem, and obviously, we're now starting to make the connections because within that poem, it gives a verbal description of what, you know, uh, uh, St. Nicholas, you know, looked like. And from that, Thomas Nast took his inspiration. Now, that's that's part one of the connections. Part two of the connections is, you know, where, where was Nast creating these, you know, this material from? Well, I, interestingly enough, he had a studio and he rented a townhouse. There was a, a, a back house on, on East 125th Street, ironically. Hmm. So, you know, this is, you know, a, a good portion of where these, you know, these things came out of. He was working out of a brownstone. Um, and, you know, while he created his new look for Santa in 1863, um, you know, ultimately that's when he had his, you know, uh, brownstone. Um, later, most people are, you know, think the modern day version of, of Santa Claus revolves around the 1931 uh, Coca-Cola Commission um, uh, by illustrator Haddon Sundblom uh, to paint Santa as the warm, happy character that's still the model for modern, modern day Santa Claus today. But 
uh, he had hadn't actually suggested. He said that it was the works of Thomas Nast that influenced his version of Modern Day Santa. Wow, it's amazing how much um, <clears throat> influence this guy Nast had. He must have been a very popular person in his day. Yeah, yeah, his political cartoons. I mean, so much was you know was, was created today. I mean, even if you look at like you know more tabloid papers of today, like you know the you know the New York Post. You know, it, it was a lighter read than like something like the New York Times, and it, it was similar with that with the political cartoons back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of gives you that. But you know, finally, you know, when you you know when you travel out throughout Harlem and Washington Heights and Hamilton Heights, you'll see the influence of Saint, like you know, wherever you wind up going. So there's Saint Saint Nicholas Avenue, Saint Nicholas Place, Saint Nicholas Terrace. Um, <laughs> there's uh, you know, St. Nicholas Park. Um, so all of this goes back to, you know, the, you know, tying back to, you know, how St. Nicholas and Harlem and, you know, and Upper Manhattan are intertwined. So it, it's terrific that you had Thomas Nast had his studio here, you know, in Harlem. And then you had Clement Clark Moore, who was Nast's inspiration, is interred in Trinity Cemetery in Hamilton Heights. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are all the kinds of, you know, interesting connections and and stories that we'd like to bring to you at Harlem Stories. And, uh, you know, thank you for your time and attention. And, you know, we're on to the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Stay tuned. Thank you.